0: This is a story about what happens when hogs go wild and humans go hog wild.
1: Welcome, everybody. This is Mike Adams, the health ranger, here with a farm freedom update. We have a situation developing here that's more than a bit alarming.
2: If you own a certain type of pig in Michigan, you could go to jail. A new law puts feral or wild pigs on the state's invasive species list. That makes it a felony for anyone to raise them.
1: The state threatens to crush your whole livelihood. You gonna just stand there and take it or are you gonna fight back? Well,
2: real Americans will fight back. Well, every child has a dream and my dream was to be a wildlife biologist in Michigan and be in the woods all day and every day and was supposed to be a three-month deal where I helped out. Six and a half years later, I'm still here. My name is Shannon Hanna with the Michigan Department of Natural Resources. Because I oversee the high fence hunting operations in Michigan, I sort of got this issue by default.
3: I'm at Golder. I'm the public information officer for the Michigan Department of Natural Resources. These invasive swine are nothing more than Asian carp with legs. They will come in and devastate a natural ecosystem and they will pose a serious threat to domestic pork production and to farms of all sorts. (laughs) We started looking at the swine that we were finding out in the wild which were uh, predominantly Russian boar and we
0: issued an order that declared Russian boar an invasive species in Michigan. The DNR thought they knew where to find them, then director Rodney Stokes.
4: Primarily the ones that are on these hunting uh, ranches that we are are looking at are the breeders who are providing them for the hunting ranches.
0: The playwright George Bernard Shaw once said, I learned long ago never to wrestle with a pig. You get dirty. And besides, the pig likes it. The DNR thought it would avoid just such a fight by clearly stating that so-called domestic pigs in the hog industry were not covered by the order.
2: This is not intended to harm the domestic hog industry in Michigan, whether it's a small farm or a large farm.
0: But many small pig farmers raising red meat specialty or heritage pigs don't consider themselves part of the hog industry. And unfortunately for the agency, one of those independents turned out to be an articulate, dashing Air Force veteran turned farmer with everything riding on his swine.
1: My name is Mark Baker. I own Baker's Green Acres Farm here in Marion, Michigan, USA. You see about 50 pigs in front of you. You can see the Russians. They're the darker ones with the longer hair. They're hybrid, mangalitsa boar, and then Russian sows.
0: Mark is a self-described patriot who sports a worn-out Baker's Green Acres baseball cap and drives a beat-up pickup truck. He left the Air Force eight years ago to start a small farm in rural Michigan with his wife and now six kids. Since then, he's put a whole lot of love, money, and time into developing the tastiest charcuterie,
1: salted and cured pork. My chefs love it. They like the dark red meat and the woody flavor and the glistening fat. But with a stroke of a pen, his pigs
0: suddenly became swine non grata. He also didn't receive any formal notice, since,
1: frankly, the DNR had no idea his Russian swine were even out there. There was going to be an information gathering in Grayling that the DNR was putting on, and so I decided that I should go to that and find out what the true story is on this.
2: Well, thank you all for coming. The purpose of this meeting today is to help determine if the pigs you have are subject to the invasive species.
0: Michigan DNR staffers, including Shannon Hanna, the Lansing-based wildlife biologist who dreamed of working in the woods all day and every day, were dispatched to rural grayling. Their job was to give concerned farmers and ranchers a pork primer of sorts so they could better understand if their swine was illegal. And given that the penalty for harboring invasive swine is up to two years in jail and $20,000 in fines, understanding which pigs meet the criteria was pretty critical
2: have a poster that's kind of like a take-home where you can take it home and has a picture on the
0: front. According to the agency, uh, there are two species uh, of pigs. Seuss a.k.a. Russian boar, are the bad guys, and Seuss domestica, domestic pigs, are the good guys, the source of most bacon and ham.
2: There isn't a genetic test that you can draw from that says this particular pig is Russian.
0: So the agency instead devised an I-know-it-when-I-see-it approach and listed eight visual characteristics they argue are common to Russian boar and their hybrids. These include things like
2: light-colored underfur,
0: striped piglets. The way the order is worded, a pig needs to show only one of the characteristics to potentially be identified as a Russian boar or Russian boar hybrid. And Shannon Hanna concedes.
2: Some of the characteristics in the ruling are similar to a domestic hog breed.
0: State Senator Joe Hewn argues that the characteristics are much too vague.
3: If the tail is either curly or straight, you can be a felon for owning that hog.
2: It is highly unlikely that we would just pull one characteristic out of there. If the ear structure that the animal exhibits are either erect or folded... It doesn't mean that that pig over there is a Russian boar.
1: What about a curly tail and an erect ear? Would it be illegal for that? They have given themselves the authority to deem any pig illegal. Now, they're saying they're not going to, but there's a bit of a trust issue with these guys. So I don't believe them. And then there's the
0: agency's use of the word feral.
2: Feral pig, feral hog, feral swine. To
0: describe invasive swine. It's definitely true that Mark Baker has Russian boar, but his pigs have always been behind a fence under his husbandry. We can disagree about the English language, but we have this thing called a dictionary. Webster's Dictionary defines feral as, one, not domesticated or cultivated, or two, having escaped from domestication and become wild.
1: How can the DNR say that the pigs that are under my control, living in my barns, how can they say that they are feral? But the question of why the
0: DNR decided to use the word feral and why the characteristics attributed to Russian boar applied to so many different kinds of pigs, many of which the agency assures the public are
1: totally legal, wasn't going to be answered at the meeting in Grayling. If it's just about Russians, then why doesn't the ruling say, no Russian pigs?
2: What's the answer to that Sure?
0: The N.R. staff had decided they would not take questions in front of the entire group and Shannon Hannah wasn't budging.
2: We will talk to you one-on-one about this. We need to
1: be clear on what's happening here. Mark Baker. So if one question is asked, everybody hears the answer to it, it would be beneficial to us as citizens. And it got a little heated in the room. What is wrong with this format
4: right here? This is what's wrong with this format.
1: How can you make me a felon if you won't answer my questions?
2: We are not going to get confrontational. We are here to help you.
1: And then one of the armed officers told us that we needed to settle down. That was about the end of that meeting. We didn't really get the answers that we needed.
2: When you're ready to leave, you can leave.
1: So I came away from it knowing that I was either going to have to get rid of my pigs or fight this, and the more I looked into it, the more I knew that I had to fight this.
2: A farmer in Masaki County is suing the DNR.
1: Pig farmer Mark Baker says new regulations from the DNR could make owning his pigs illegal. I would have to depopulate my herd. It's over at that point. I'd be done.
0: It wasn't long after that meeting that Mark Baker and his specialty swine became a cause celeb. Baker gathered his kids and some squirming Russian piglets and made his case in this YouTube video.
1: During the revolution in this country, there were only 20% of the colonists that did anything. And of that 20%, very few actually picked up arms. Well, in this fight, we'll probably have about the same turnout. If you're part of that 20% that'll actually do something, then I would suggest that you do. Because the DNR
0: says it can't comment on Baker's charges due to his lawsuit, Mark Baker has the stage all to himself, and his video's gone viral. The hits on that thing are 100,000 today. Rumors that any pig with floppy ears and a curly tail might be implicated spread faster than swine flu, and quickly word on the street was that all heritage pigs in Michigan were on the outs. The DNR's Shannon Hanna.
2: I wish there was a way to have folks feel more comfortable with this and know that we really are just looking at this Russian boar variety of swine and not looking at the domestic breeds of swine that other folks have been worried about.
0: There's currently no reliable way to tell how many Russian boar may be on Michigan's farms. And at the moment, Mark Baker is the only one raising swine for human consumption who freely admits he has them. But his unapologetic public challenge resulted in confusion and defiance. My name is Scott Everett, and I work with the Michigan Animal Farmers Association, which is a group of small farms that were organized to defend themselves. The DNR says we'll be really cooperative. Just give us a call, and we'll come out, and we'll take a look at your swine, and we'll be real nice about it. But if they meet the criteria, you're going to get rid of them. The DNR is not going to get very many phone calls like
1: that. They want to take my property and then not reimburse me for it. That's not constitutional under the Sixth Amendment. I have the responsibility as an American citizen to dissent and to fight that. That's what I'm doing. I'm duty-bound to do that.
0: If anyone could speak some truth here, you'd think it would be Jack Mayer. My name is Dr.
4: Jack Mayer. I'm a wildlife ecologist with the Savannah River National Laboratory, and I have studied wild pigs for the last 40 years.
0: Dr. Mayer literally wrote the book that the DNR says it relied on in crafting the order but it's not clear how carefully they followed his science. Case in point, when Shannon Hanna asserted...
2: There isn't a genetic test that you can draw from that says this particular pig is Russian.
0: Well, um, I'm not sure that's true. (laughs) It's certainly more practical to identify swine based on physical characteristics, but... The pig genome has been mapped.
4: So you can take a blood sample and analyze it to see what its ancestry is.
0: And then there's the agency's assertion that there are two species of pigs, one of which it prohibits and one of which it protects.
2: This particular order is for Russian boar-type pigs, which is the scientific name Sus scrofa. It specifically says in the order that it was not intended for Sus domestica in domestic hog production.
0: But Jack Mayer says there's just one species of pig, period. There are a few Mammalian
4: taxonomists that want to refer to domestic swine as a separate species. However, most mammalian taxonomists don't accept that.
0: In other words, a pig is a pig, no matter what color lipstick or taxonomic name you happen to give it. The DNR's decision to consider Russian boar a separate species could undermine its legal case and ultimately the entire order.
4: I think I would have written the law differently, but, but that's me.
0: What happened in Michigan didn't stay in Michigan. Food and farm blogs all over the country picked up the story. Before it knew it, the Michigan State Agency, charged with maintaining natural resources, found itself in a massive nationwide food fight, all with a karaoke-backed soundtrack.
3: Better start a-running, head out of the barnyard. Folks are gonna kill you, and they're from the DNR. That snout and it looks like ham guess what it is because it's not too hard unless you're a state employee from the dnr
1: the state of michigan state is now just days away from uh, kicking in the doors of all these farmers shooting the pigs uh, basically mass destroying the pigs and then arresting all of these farmers as felons
0: then-DNR Director Rodney Stokes had a chance to calm the hysteria when he spoke with Detroit-area radio host Frank Beckman.
4: Can you make an assurance to those who are raising these for food purposes that, that the DNR will not be paying them a visit? Well, I I want to be careful and here. If some of those individuals feel that they may have these uh, prohibited species on their uh, farms, we would be glad to talk to them, come out and do a, an inspection if they want us to, Or either they can submit photographs of their uh, uh, pigs, to uh, swine to us, and we can talk to them about that. If you have some, we would give them time to get rid of those, you know, like a week or so to get rid of those animals.
1: If we're not willing to do that or we don't have the stomach for that, what then? Mark Baker. Who exterminates them then? My neighbor? The DNR? Dave Tutsbury. Runs Deer Tracks Ranch in Fife
0: Lake, he says he hired people to start killing his pregnant pigs back in October. By the end of March, they were all dead. He says several DNR officers showed up at the ranch last Friday with a search warrant to ensure the pigs had been killed. Indeed, several Michigan DNR conservation officers, who are required to carry a gun, showed up to inspect Tuxbury's ranch. But by then, all that was left were photos of bloody piglets, photos that someone posted to Facebook and which spread like wildfire. Dave Tuxbury.
4: It just kills me thinking that these babies actually all had to be murdered.
0: The story of the Tuxbury pig massacre provided gory grist for the nationwide foodie mill. But whether people had their facts straight was another matter entirely. Over the
4: weekend, we're getting reports It was even picked up by the Drudge Report, uh, giving it uh, widespread coverage that armed DNR agents were going to farms
0: and carrying out raids, forcing farmers to execute their own pigs, even little baby piglets. What many were led to believe was that Dave Tuxbury was a traditional small farmer raising heritage pigs for human consumption, like Mark Baker. But Tuxbury's Deer Track Ranch is a 1,600-acre hunting facility, and the pigs he killed were being raised primarily for hunters, the very swine the agency intended to target. As far as Shannon Hanna and the DNR are concerned, culling these populations is a positive.
2: They need to, by law, abate a public nuisance on their own. These folks can shoot their own swine, they can harvest it, use it as they want, eat it.
0: But with so many convinced the agency is on a swine death march through the entire state, stories of pig executions, justified or not, really didn't help. That's a traumatic thing
1: to have a bunch of armed men come down on your farm or Your ranch, Mark Baker. I have a sow here that's been with me for five years. I'm fond of her, just like my dogs I'm fond of. They can't force me to shoot an animal. I won't do it. I refuse to do it. I say, you want them dead and you get the order to do it, you are going to do it.
0: At some point, people started to worry that guns might be used on more than just pigs. I am Senator Darwin Boer from the 35th Senate District. If you threaten my livelihood,
4: you threaten feeding my family tonight, eventually something is going to happen. This is Mike Adams, the health ranger. The farmers there are putting up a
0: resistance. They're not
1: going to stand for it. They've had enough. They're not going to let the state come in and murder their livestock and destroy their livelihoods.
0: One DNR employee told us that she was afraid for her physical safety after Mike Adams' blog suggested that agency employees be put under citizens' arrest by force if necessary, and comparing the DNR to horse thieves, which, according to Adams, can be legally shot in Texas. No one has suggested that they are coming to shoot me, but they're borderline threatening. Sam Hines is with the Michigan Pork Producers Association. This is a very secure building, and we're very glad that we're in here. Hines has been targeted because the Michigan Pork Producers were part of an advisory group that helped create the invasive species order. So they've been accused of trying to put small farmers, like Mark Baker, out of business.
1: That is utter nonsense and completely false. Well, I didn't expect people to get this riled up. Mark Baker. But they have the right to get riled up. It's not my actions that have people riled up. It's the actions of the DNR that have people riled up in the industrial food complex.
4: My father would have never stood for it. Senator Darwin Boer. He would have backed him out of there. And I know there'll be somebody like him, sooner than later, most likely. And that's scary, because I don't want that to
1: happen.
0: The little quarter-sized piece of meat is a cured tenderloin from one of Mark's pigs.
1: One of my chefs wanted to help us with our legal bills. And he thought, let's do a dinner and see if people in the community would support it. And so he's charging 75 bucks a head and they filled up, like, instantaneously. The bigger round piece was COPA, also marks... Dollars and cents are the bullets that we need to put in our guns to fight this in court of law. You're here because you want to help. So what I would like to do now is try to give you your marching orders. You will go out and be evangelists for this.
3: I think over time and people no will come to realize that the threats that they
0: have heard about aren't coming to pass. The DNR's Ed Golder
3: that some of the hysteria that's out there just is not fact. At least I hope they do.
0: The only way all this may be resolved is in court. Mark Baker's lawsuit against the Michigan DNR has been combined with four other cases, which could result in the invasive species order being thrown out. As many states in the South have learned the hard way, the results could be devastating to both the environment and to the commercial pork industry wild pig expert Jack Mayer.
4: Michigan pretty much has to cut off the source, and if they don't get a handle on it soon, all bets are off. It's game over. Uh, Michigan becomes a wild pig state.
0: The DNR's Shannon Hanna.
2: If we had to write the ruling over again, I I don't think we would change the order. That has been the administration's position from day one. How are you guys doing? Very good. good.
0: But in a food fight where a state agency is pitted against slow-cooked specialty pork shoulder, you can guess who the fan favorite is. And the moral of this story may very well be that it's better to eat a pig than to wrestle one.
1: This is what I do for a living. It took me many years of my life to get to the point where I know how to do what I'm doing and I'm able to do it well. I've become an expert on these animals. And now they're saying, you got to get rid of them like it's a good thing. It's not a good thing. So you, you asking me if this is a hill to die on? <laughs> darn right. You're darn right.
3: Pigs go i